I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Sometimes there's just nothing you're going to say that's going to change their mind. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively, with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know I'm 100% substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that Work On Your Game Live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and Work On Your Game Live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on your game. Third level is the third day mastermind. That is the only place that I offer one-on-one coaching. That is for higher level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me, not part of a group, but working with me one-on-one. All three levels, you can get access, you can get all details, and you can get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to occur. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is to go get an energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, books, and one overarching philosophy, unifying philosophy that is known as work on your game. 
My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is they are listening to you. It's just that your communication sucks. And I'll explain why this is the topic here today. You'll understand what I mean and how you can use this in a very short period of time. But before I do that, let me tell everybody, I send a daily motivation text out every morning that you will want to receive straight to your phone. All you have to do to get it is to text me right now at the number 305-384-6894. Once you have text me there, we'll confirm you. You'll be getting a daily motivation text every single morning and you can engage with me there. I do respond to my text messages, take time every day to do so. As a matter of fact, the platform that I use to send those texts about to start charging me more money because I have so many people coming into that texting community. I'm about to go past a certain threshold where I go into a higher level of the membership or platform and I got to pay more money. So anyway, I'll eat that cost. All you got to do is text me at the number 305-384-6894. So let's get into this topic. Topic once again is they are listening. Your communication just sucks. This is a topic that this is something I think we've all heard. Maybe you're one who uses this phrase, you're not listening. Maybe you're someone who has it said to you. Someone tells you that you're not listening, but we hear this all the time. I hear people use this phrase all the time. And most of the time, I would say 98% of the time when I hear somebody use the phrase, you're not listening or they're not listening, the person is actually listening to you. The problem is someone is failing in communication. Usually the person who is throwing the accusation out there. But I'm going to explain exactly why I'm saying this. I'm going to break this down and we're going to try to make it as simple as possible for everyone to understand the next time that you feel like somebody's not listening to you or next time when someone next time someone or the first time someone accuses you of not listening to them. I want you to understand what's actually happening so that you and that person, well, again, no matter who's the accuser or accusee, you can actually get on the same page because often what's happening is that people are just not on the same page. The listening is taking place. It's just not on the same page. Now explain what I mean very plainly. Point number one, topic once again, they are listening. Your communication just sucks. This you're not listening phrase often, in my experience, I found it to be a cheap cop out or a poorly articulated point that is merely not being accepted. So people throw out that you're not listening defense when their point is not being well articulated and or that point is not being accepted by their intended audience. It's, in other words, it's a straw man defense mechanism. Sometimes you, as the person who is speaking, sometimes the things that you're talking about are just not going to convince the other person. Sometimes that person just has a certain idea or set of ideas or beliefs that are not going to change no matter what you say, even if you believe you're right, even if you believe you said it exactly as it needs to be said, even if you believe you have a lot more knowledge and information than the other person. Sometimes there's just nothing you're going to say that's going to change their mind. You are just not going to convince this person. And that's okay. Many people seem to have an emotional issue with being unable to convince another person to adopt and accept their opinions. Not everybody is going to have the same opinion as you. Not everyone's going to look at things the same way as you. And when you get to a point in a conversation when you realize, okay, this person just has a different way of looking at things than I do. Don't be upset. Don't be exasperated. Don't give up on the conversation. Don't quit on it because listen, your goal in a conversation with another person, if I could even, if I could even take a step back from where I'm at right now, 
Your goal in a conversation with another person is not to convince them to see things your way. And this is the mistake that many people make. And this is why. So this is the one of the mistakes that people make before they even get to the you're not listening defense mechanism is they think that they need to or at least they approach a conversation in such a way that it appears. So let me say that instead of saying what they think, it appears that their goal is to get another person to think the same thing that they think or believe what they believe or have the same opinion that they have or just have the same views as them. This is not your goal in a conversation. If you are going into conversations with a goal of getting the other person to adopt your views and beliefs and opinions, you are setting yourself up for failure. All right. This is not what you do in a conversation. Now, you can share your beliefs, views and opinions. But if you think you're going to get the other person to just accept yours just because. No. And just because you think yours are so airtight, you think yours are just so perfect. You think you have all the perfect or the correct, quote unquote, information. You believe you have more experience in a certain area. Maybe you're older than them, so you have more experience in life. Maybe because you have um, more credentials than them or you have uh, achieved at a higher level in a certain area than them. You think if you believe that any of these is a reason why another person should adopt and accept your opinions and beliefs, you are setting yourself up for failure. And every time you do go into a conversation with this goal and then it works, you're setting yourself up more for the failure that is inevitable. One day you're going to run into someone who is not going to accept your credentials, your age, your experience, your accomplishments, your resume, your articulateness. They're not going to accept that as a reason for them to adopt your ideas. And you're going to be exasperated, wondering why the hell it won't work on them when it worked on the last two people. And I'm telling you right now, that is not the goal. Even if you happen to succeed at doing it sometimes, it is not your goal. When I put material out here on the show and I'm sharing you my sharing with you my opinions and my beliefs. I'm not sharing them with a goal of changing your mind. I'm not sharing them with a goal of, listen, you should think the same way that I think because it's the only way to think. I'm sharing it with you with a goal of letting you know, all right, this is the conclusion. I usually give that to you at the top of the episode. Not always, but usually the title is usually giving you a pretty good idea of the angle that I'm coming from. And then the, the purpose of the episode is for me to explain to you why I think that way, how I came to this conclusion. Here's my way of looking at it. You might have a completely different way of looking at it. I'm just presenting you my way of looking at it. And maybe you agree. And maybe that's why you keep listening. Maybe you don't agree and you you hate listening to the show <laughs> so you can find something that you disagree with. Maybe I don't know why. But for whatever reason, hopefully you keep you continue to tune in. The point is you're not listening again is a cheap cop out for when someone is just poor, poor at articulating their point. People are not understanding maybe exactly what you're trying to say, or you have the incorrect goal of changing their mind. So when you're trying to change another person's mind, again, sometimes you may succeed at changing somebody's mind, but all that's doing is setting you up for the time when you don't succeed at changing somebody's mind and you think something must be wrong with them. Nothing's wrong with them. It's just that the other people accepted your argument and they accepted your approach, but other people will not. This is kind of like in basketball, when someone's an, a not good three-point shooter, so when they get the ball at the three-point line, the defense just kind of gives them space and wants to entice that person to shoot the ball. And if this bad three-point shooter takes the shot and then they make it, that's actually a good thing for the other team, even though they made the three-pointer. Why? Because now this bad shooter is who is usually probably going to regress to the mean of missing a bunch of three-point shots, which they usually do. That's how they became a bad shooter in the first place. They're going to get the confidence to think that they should just keep shooting and they're going to keep shooting the rest of the game. Most of their shots are not going to go in and it's actually going to help 
the opponent. So the making the first shot actually sets them up for failure. And then if they miss the first shot, then they might say, all right, let me stop shooting threes. Let me just drive to the basket where I'm actually good. That's bad for the other team. But if they make one, it might be good for you because now you're going to get the confidence that bad shooters are going to get the confidence to think that they should just keep shooting. This is what happens to people when they go into a conversation with the angle of changing another person's mind and they're successful at it. Then they may begin to believe that every time they go into a conversation on a certain topic that's opinion based, that the other person is supposed to change their mind. No, they are not supposed to change their mind. Conversation is just a way to exchange ideas. Just because someone does not come out of that conversation with the same idea as you does not mean anyone has failed in the conversation because sometimes in life, you just will not convince another person and you will not win the argument by continuing to hammer your point. If I, for example, if I'm speaking to someone and I feel that I have a very strong point, but this idiot that I'm talking to is not agreeing with me, and that's sarcasm, by the way, that has been, some people tend to take my sarcasm literally. So I got to start saying that when I'm using sarcasm, I got to point it out. So this idiot, sarcastically, is not agreeing with me, then what I will do is I could just say, okay, I could just say, that's fine. All right, you have a different perspective than me, and that's fine. And it's okay for us to have different perspectives. Or if I think that this is, it's salvageable for me to get my point across, and maybe I feel like they don't quite understand what I'm saying, then now the onus is on me. My job then, I may try to reword my point see if I can get it through to them in a different way, because obviously the first way didn't work. If you truly feel that somebody is not listening to you, anyone out there when you're speaking to someone and you feel like they're not listening to you, here's what you do not do. Do not tell them that they're not listening. Do not accuse them of, and don't make any kind of ad hominem attacks. I mean, don't make it, don't give any type of personal, uh, any type of personal insult to them because they're just not seeing the things that you're seeing. Here's what you should do. Use a new approach. If you have any, if you feel someone's not listening to you, use a new approach. Try something different. Use a different communication tool. If you have a different communication tool, use it. If you don't have any other communication tools, then here's news. That person not listening, quote unquote, not listening to you is not their fault. That's your fault because your communication is failing. The onus of communication is on the speaker. It is not on the listener. Now, when you're the listener, it's your job to I'll kind of give you these two contradictory points. When you are speaking to another person, it is your job to get them to understand what you're saying. It's your job for them to understand it. So if you're speaking to somebody and they don't understand what you're saying, then you are messing up somehow, some way. Even if you think what you said was perfect and airtight, if they're really not understanding now, I don't mean somebody saying they don't understand because they're just trying to be difficult. But let's say they really don't understand. You believe they really are not understanding you. That means the way you're communicating it, you need to switch up your approach and give it to them in a different way because they're just not getting it. I told you about speaking different dialogues within a conversation. I'm going to be covering that in detail at Work On Your Game Live in January. But I talked about speaking different languages within the language. That was in episode number 1251, learning to speak multiple languages within a language. You got to know how to do this, meaning you can't talk to the corporate executives the same way you would talk to some kid who's standing on the corner. They are both speaking English, but they might have different ways. It may be different ways, not maybe, but there are different ways you get a point across to person one that you would not use when you're talking to person two and vice versa. So as the speaker, it is always your job for the person who's listening to you to understand you. Now, as the listener, when someone is speaking to you, 
it is your job to understand what they're trying to say, because not everybody may be as good as you at communication. They might not be as clear as you. They may not be as articulate as you. They might use a word that conveys a different meaning than the word that you would use. It's your job to try to decipher what is this person really trying to get across? They said this, but are they trying to get across something different? It's your job to try to figure that out and suss out what they're really trying to say as opposed to what they actually say. Sometimes people are, again, sometimes people just suck at communication. So don't keep trying the same approach over and over again when you feel like somebody's not listening to you, when that approach is clearly not working, and then blame the other person. When you kept trying the same thing that doesn't work, and now it's their fault because they're not listening to you. No, they're not listening to you because that doesn't work with them. So you got to learn what works with different people. It's kind of like opening a combination lock. Every lock has a different combination. Every person is unique. So your job is to really figure out, all right, how do I get this point across to this person? Now, maybe what I said to the last person is not going to work with this person that I'm talking to right now. So I got to come with a different, I got to come from a different angle here. And this is a mistake that many people make is a mistake of omission in that they don't even try a different approach. They just keep trying the same thing over and over and over again. And then when it's not working, they blame whoever is not agreeing with them. Usually when people say you're not listening, it's really you're not agreeing with me. But they use you're not listening because you're not agreeing what put the onus on the person who's doing the blaming. But you're not listening. That puts all the weight, that puts all the responsibility on the person, on the listener who is listening, but they're just not agreeing with you. They're not seeing things the same way as you. Or maybe they're just not understanding the point that you're making, which means you suck at communication. So it's one or the other. It's either you suck at communication, so they really don't understand what you're saying, or you keep trying the same approach with this person that is clearly not working with this person. Then you're blaming them because they're not seeing things the same way as you. Either way, you have failed. So everybody clear on where I'm at. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic again, they are listening. Your communication just sucks. Point number two, language is a very important thing. As I just touched on episode 1251, I never tell a person, I personally, I never tell somebody that they're not listening to me. Now, when I'm speaking to a person and I feel like they are not quite getting my point, then it's my job now to figure out what are they not quite getting? What am I not articulating in the right way? All right. Is this person, has this person just decided that they're just not going to agree with me or they're just not going to accept my point of view no matter what I do? I'm trying to, I got to figure all these things out. I'm going through all these possibilities in my mind when I feel like someone is not quite getting what I'm saying. Doesn't mean agreeing, but if they're not quite getting it. All right. And sometimes people do get it, but they're just disagreeing. And I'm all right with people just disagreeing as long as I know that they got it. Now, if I feel like they didn't get it, then I may try a different approach. So maybe now one of the reasons why I never tell people that they're not listening to me, maybe it's because I'm strong in making my point. And that's possible. Maybe I'm articulate enough and clear enough in the way that I make my points that I never run into someone not listening to me. So I don't feel like that. Maybe it's because I got a loud enough voice and a strong enough approach in conversation that it never gets to the point where I feel like I'm not being heard. <laughs> I'm not being listened to. That is also a very strong possibility. Maybe it's because I can decipher when there is a disagreement between me and another person, what the real point of disagreement is. And this is a really important thing right here. Whenever someone or both people feel like they're not being listened to, usually it's not that either person is not listening. That's usually not what's really going on. Because if you're talking to someone and telling them that they're not listening to you, well, I mean, they can hear the words that you're saying. Are you speaking a language that they don't speak? Are they you know, are they, is English the second or third language of there? A fluent 
native speaker of the English language and you are a fluent native speaker of the English language, then usually they are listening to you. But there's something else going on. You're not listening again. It's just it's just a blanket straw man argument that people use when really it's something other than than listening. It's not that they're not listening. It's often that people are interpreting words in different ways. Meaning you're saying something and the way it me- what it means to you, the thing that you're saying and what it means to me, the thing that I'm hearing are completely different. But if I'm not able to notice that and point it out to you and you're not able to notice it and point it out to me, then you can keep saying the same things that you've been saying and I can keep hearing it. But we're not seeing eye to eye. We're not even talking about the same thing simply because we're reading from two different books. And if you don't notice it and I don't notice it and neither of us point it out, then we could go on thinking. I can go on thinking you're an idiot who clearly who keeps saying the same thing doesn't that I'm not accepting when you could think. I'm not listening because I just don't want to agree with your point of view for whatever reason, even though you may think your argument is perfect and airtight. But the actual problem is neither one of those. The actual problem is we're just misinterpreting each other. So this is why there needs to be someone in that conversation. You hopefully is you who is strong enough in communication to understand this, to notice this, and be able to point it out and clarify it so that you and that person can at least get on the same page, even if you don't end up agreeing, at least get on the same page as to what you're not agreeing on. And this is what happens a lot when people are saying you're not listening is that y'all can't even agree on what the disagreement is because it's speaking two different languages within the same language. You and the other person, when you're speaking two different languages, that means and, and neither of you understand this or and or you are too aroused and too into the the conflict to address it. Then we get to the not listening part, which, again, I'll, I'm going to keep saying this is a cop out in a conversation. Usually the person is listening to you is just one either one of you either sucks at the way that you're sharing it or you suck at the way that you're interpreting it. For example, I'll give you an example. A year or this had to be about maybe about two years ago. I was in a conversation. This is there was a four person conversation going on. But there were, for the most part, it was two people talking, me and another person. It was four of us having a conversation. Me and another individual were having a conversation. And we were, me and this other individual in the conversation, we were disagreeing on a specific point, a couple of points, but one main thing we were disagreeing on. Now, this person, as the conversation goes on, this conversation goes on for about 20 minutes. And this person gets to the point where they start saying, you're not listening to me. They said that over and over again. You're not listening to me, even though Everyone in the conversation knew exactly what the topic was. We knew exactly what the disagreement was. We knew exactly why the conversation was happening. So everybody knew exactly what was going on. All the principals understood what was going on. Yet this person was talking, you're not listening to me. There was really, it wasn't anything to listen to. We all knew why we were having the conversation. So it's not like the thing that we were disagreeing on had already been established before the conversation even began. So there wasn't really a whole lot of things to listen to. We were just trying to hammer out, all right, what are, what are we doing here? Why is this disagreement even occurring? That was the purpose of the conversation. But this person's like, well, you're not listening. You're not listening. What this person didn't realize, the person who was throwing out this you're not listening accusation, he didn't realize that I wasn't agreeing with him, not that I wasn't listening to him. And the reason why we had this disagreement is because we were talking about two different things. He was talking about he was speaking on more of a a rational, practical thing like, hey, we could do this and this. 
And I was speaking more on a more on a on a principle integrity thing. Like, listen, we don't need to even talk about doing these practical things because on principle alone, those things don't even need to come into the conversations. We were talking about two different things. There were two different languages being spoken here. And that's the reason why the disagreement continued, because this person, again, they were talking about one thing and I was talking about another thing, even though we were talking about the same thing. He was seeing it from this angle. I was seeing it from that angle. But at the same time, in the midst of the conversation, I pointed out to this person, I said, listen, um, this is not about I even laid it out to the person. I said, look, it's not about this thing, these two practical things that you're saying we can do. This is really about the principle of why we're even having this conversation in the first place. And that's the, what the crux of the conversation was really about. And I think this person kind of understood that. But I think and this is just my theory. I don't know what was going on in this person's brain. I think they were just trying to save face in the conversation. They didn't want to own the thing that I was pointing out because it kind of would have made them kind of would have made them look bad as a human, would have made them look bad as an adult. They didn't want to own that. So they were kind of moving the conversation to a different room. And this is a person who I think had the ability to do that. I think they had the awareness to understand that, but they threw out that you're not listening because again, you're not listening is a great blanket defense statement that you can use against anybody. And it takes all the responsibility off of you and puts all the responsibility on the other person. And you can just keep, you can tell yourself that somebody's not listening to you because it allows you to save face. And you can just say, well, look, I made my point, but they're just not listening to me. So that's why we couldn't come to an agreement when usually it's not that. Again, it's just a poor communication on the part of either one or both people in a conversation. Let's move on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is they are listening. Your communication just sucks. Number three, when you feel that somebody's not listening to you, quote unquote, not listening, your job from now on is to identify the crux of the disagreement and find your way around it. Because usually the crux of the disagreement is not that they're not listening to you. They heard you. They know what you're saying. They understand why you're saying it and the angle from which you are approaching it. They understand that. So they are listening to you. So stop telling people that they're not listening. Okay. And if someone's not listening to you, that means, again, your communication, is, your communication sucks. So you shouldn't be happy that somebody's not listening to you. If you feel like somebody's not listening to you, that's, that's nothing to be proud of. All right. You shouldn't look at that and say, well, all right, I was clearly right in the conversation because they weren't listening to me. No, no, no. If somebody's not listening to you, that means you need to get better at the way you express your points. So identify the crux of the disagreement and find your way around it. All right. What exactly are we talking about here? The crux of a conversation of a disagreement is usually one specific detail. It is not that they didn't hear you. It's not that they didn't understand you. And it's not vice versa. It's not you're not hearing them. It's not that you're not understanding them. No, it's usually one specific detail that is the hang up in the conversation. You're not listening again is what people use to save face so they, they can say to themselves, I'm correct. You just didn't see it because you're not listening to me or you're just acting like you're not understanding my point, even though you do understand my clearly correct and you know, more valid point than yours. No, that doesn't resolve anything, first of all. It doesn't help either person's communication, second of all. And then that means both you and the person that wasn't listening to you just wasted all of your time in that conversation since they're not listening to you, you did all that talking for nothing that you're proud of yourself. That's not a good thing. Remember that communication is not just speaking, everybody. And communication is also not just listening. Communication is also interpretation. Interpretation meaning, and you could put interpretation underneath the umbrella of listening if you wish. Interpretation is hearing what another person is saying. And even if they're not as clear in making their point as maybe you would be, 
or as clear as you would want them to be, or they don't say things in a way that you would want them to say it. It's understanding what point are they actually trying to get across, even if they suck at getting that point across. I'll give you another example. As an athlete playing sports, I had a lot of coaches when I was playing basketball. And some of these coaches, some coaches were good, some coaches were bad. But all coaches, any of you who's ever played a sport, we know coaches are sometimes harsh. Coaches will yell at you. Coaches will cuss you out in front of the whole team. Coaches will call you out when you make a mistake. And you, know, you might feel kind of down about the fact that they called you out when you made whatever mistake that you made in that situation. This is what coaches do. This is kind of like the it's kind of the essence of how sports works, at least the sports world that I grew up playing. And I don't know what coaches are doing these days, but this is how coaching is. Coaches will call you out, yo, you cuss you out, you no, know, embarrass you at times. You might feel embarrassed. Embarrassment's a choice, but you get the point. And when I was playing sports, sometimes I would have a coach call me out or say something to or about me in front of everybody, usually happened in front of the whole team. And I would take it in such a way that it was like I would get upset about maybe the choice of words or the style in which those words were delivered or the fact that I knew everybody else heard what the coach said. And that would affect my performance because of either the way or when or the timing of what the coach said to me. Whereas if I had better communication skills at the time, I have now, I could explain this to you athletes who are out there now, but I could not have understood this back then. If I had better communication skills, I would have been better at interpretation. And my interpretation would have told me, okay, all right, the coach said this, and he said it this way, and he said it in front of everybody. The point that he's trying to make, though, is, listen, you need to make sure you get back on defense or make sure you box out on a free throw or you know, need to make a layup or be on time for practice or grab more rebounds, whatever it is that the coach was actually trying to say. That's the skill of interpretation. So taking what's being said, filtering out all the maybe the energy behind it and just understanding and sometimes filtering in the energy. Sometimes it's the energy behind what somebody says is the point that you really need to get. And sometimes you need to filter the energy completely out and just get the logic and the practical side of what the person's trying to say. This is all part of your communication skill is interpretation of what somebody is saying to you. It is not always literally the exact words that they said. Sometimes when people get emotional and we all get emotional at times and we may lash out and may not be so proud of it later on when we get a chance to think about it, but we all do this. We might lash out at somebody because we're in an emotionally heightened state and we say things that need to be said, but we say them in a way that we didn't have to say it just like that. We didn't have to put that colorful language in there with the thing that needed to be said. and depending on who we're talking to, if they don't have this ability to interpret what we're trying to say, they could take it a certain way and you could hurt a whole relationship because of this. And this is where interpretation comes in, is understanding what is this person really trying to get across with, again, with everything that's not necessary filtered out. Can you filter out the unnecessary in the conversation and figure out what they're really trying to say? This is all part of communication, speaking, listening, and interpretation. So how is each side in the conversation interpreting what is going on? And the challenge with this is, and this is why I'm putting this on you, who's listening to me right now, the challenge with this is most of the people that you talk to, just from my life experience, most people you talk to are not very good at interpretation. They've never, what I'm talking about right here has never even, they've never even considered this. This has never, never crossed their mind ever, and it never will. So it'll be your job to do all the interpreting in a conversation with another person because they don't have this ability. They don't have the awareness to even think about interpretation. 
They just want to say whatever it is they want to say. So it's your job to be the smarter person, the wiser person, the bigger person in the conversation to figure out, okay, what's really being communicated here? What's the real disagreement? The disagreement is not that somebody's not listening. What's really not being understood by either side in this conversation? Because there's something that's not being understood. Or maybe somebody's, again, they just decided that they're just not going to go with whatever it is that you're saying. And that's just what it is. And at that point, you don't have to keep banging your head against a concrete wall. That's not going to help you either. So let me give you another example. I remember I was outside in Miami once. This is probably about maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. And I seen these women standing out on a corner across the street from where I was at. And I knew I was going to, and I could see what they were doing. They had iPads in their hands and they were like trying to stop people as they walked by and they ask them, hey, have you ever heard of this? And they were, you know, like street salespeople. And they were, I could tell what they were doing. They were kind of, they were trying to solicit donations for some kind of charity, charitable cause, which is fine. I see these people outside where I live all the time. There's a lot of foot traffic in my, in the area that I live. So it's a good idea business-wise, a good strategy to plant your salespeople where there's a lot of foot traffic. You can stop people in the street, stop enough people. Somebody's going to listen to you. You'll get some donations, whatever, whatever. So I see these women doing this and where I'm positioned. I know that for me to go home, to get home, I'm going to have to walk past them. And it's no big deal. I wasn't feeling any anxiety or anything about it because most of the time I just walked past them and ignored them. But on this particular day, I think it was a Friday. So I felt like I, maybe I had a little bit of extra time on my hands and energy. So I said, All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to listen into this pitch and let me see what they're saying. I'm gonna, I just want to get a feel for what they were doing because I like paying attention to when people make sales. Someone's good at selling you. If I don't buy from them, I just want to see how they do it. So I let this woman stop me and she's selling for or she's working for this company called Heifer International. And what they do is they actually they solicit donations from people like me and you to and then they take the money and then they buy a cow, a heifer, a cow for some underprivileged person in some country. I don't even know what country this was for. It wasn't in America, but they buy a cow for somebody, gift the cow to that person's family. And that person uses the cow to make money and then they pay the money back. So it's kind of like a kind of like you're giving them a loan, but you don't get the money back. You're just making a donation. So when she first stops me, this is the first thing that I said to her. And she said, excuse me, sir, you ever heard of such and such? And I said, no. And I said, and she started to talk. And I said, I interrupted her when she first started to talk because I didn't want to waste her time if she was really she had the ability to make a sale. I had no intention of making a donation to this company. None. I said to her, listen, I'm not buying anything. I said, I'll listen to your pitch, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying anything. So if you only want to talk to somebody who's going to buy, then it's all good. I'll just keep walking. And she insisted. She insisted. She said, I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling anything. I said, all right. I said, look, don't bullshit me. I'm a salesperson. If you're selling something, just tell me I'm not buying anything. I'm telling you right now. She said, I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling anything. I said, all right, fine. Go ahead. Give your, go ahead, do your pitch. I said this to her. Go ahead, do your, do your little sales pitch. So she starts knowing her sales pitch and she's going on and on. She's asking me all these questions that are made to elicit a yes answer from me. And I'm answering yes, yes, yes. And it gets to the point that she starts to you know, start type, typing on her iPad. And she says, the great thing about our company is that we do our donations straight through the Amazon platform or something like that. So if you have an Amazon account, you know, we can just do it straight there. She said, did we do it straight to the Amazon platform? Use Amazon, right? And I said, yes, I use Amazon. I said, OK, what's your email address? And she was going to type in my email address to know, start to access Amazon, I guess, and get my donation set up. And I said to her, I'm not giving you my email address because <laughs> I knew where this was going. I know exactly how this stuff works. 
after I already told her, I'm not buying anything. I told her up front, so I didn't feel bad about this. And she's saying, well, and she she didn't have many tools to overcome the objection uh, because that was the the actual, that was the when the exchange starts to occur, right? When I started to give her some actual information, because up to that point, all I was doing was listening to her talk and just giving her one word answers to her questions. But at that point, when she started to get the exchange, I gave her an objection, but she had no tools to overcome the objection. She wasn't, clearly was not used to somebody listening that far and then actually rejecting her request, which was a, a failure of the sales training that whoever gave her sales training or didn't give her sales training before she went out there on the streets. But anyway, she tried to sell me on a donation now, and I ended up not doing it, walking away. And I could tell that she was kind of annoyed when I walked away because I listened to her whole pitch, but didn't buy anything. I mean, I could have just walked past her and ignored her the whole time. But here's the reason why I'm giving you this example. Because this is where interpretation comes in. To her, I believe, I don't know this woman, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to make an assumption here. I believe that to her, since she was asking for a charitable donation, I don't believe she saw what she was doing as sales. So when I said to her, hey, what are you selling? Because I'm not buying anything. And she said, I'm not selling anything. I don't think she was lying. I think she really believed or maybe still believes today in her heart that she was not selling anything because there was no product being exchanged. You know, I don't I wasn't getting a, I wasn't getting any kind of I wasn't walking away with anything from what I was doing. I was giving to charity and it, it mean, it is giving to charity. So maybe to her, I'm going to assume that this is correct. And any of you could see this differently. You let me know. I think the reason why she was so insistent that she was not selling anything because she didn't see what she was doing as sales. Now, I, on the other hand, any of you who's in the sales world, you know that what she was doing absolutely is sales, because even if you're not giving someone a product or specifically a service in exchange for their money, when you're trying to influence someone, when you're trying to encourage someone to do something that they otherwise weren't thinking about doing or otherwise might not even want it to do. Maybe they do want to do it, but you provide them the opportunity to do so. That is sales. That is sales. If you're standing on the corner and trying to stop every person who walks by so that you can give your pitch for whatever it is that you're doing, that is sales. I don't care if she was standing outside with a camera and saying, hey, can I ask you five questions about the weather in Miami? It's sales to get me to stop. You're trying to sell me to stop and give you three minutes of my time to answer your question. That is a sale right there. Even though we're not exchanging money, I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you my attention. You're asking me to do something that if you weren't standing there, I would have just kept walking. So yes, that is sales. So the interpretation challenge there, the crux of the, the, the disagreement between us, if you could call it that, was that she didn't think she was selling. I knew she was selling, but she just didn't see it that way. Charity work is sales work. Anyone who works in charity or any of you who was ever given to a charity, any of you who have ever been solicited to donate to a charity know that the charity workers are actually some of the best salespeople out there because they are really, at least the ones who are really, really bought into the cause of what they're asking for donations for. This woman was not. She was clearly just you know, doing something to make a couple of hours. Hopefully she made some sales out there. Not to me, but hopefully she did. People who are really bought into the thing that they're asking for donations for, they are some of the best salespeople in the world because their cause, their reason, their why is so strong. But if she didn't see it that way, then she and I, as I said, we're speaking two different languages. I'm thinking of sales one way. She's thinking of sales another way. So I say, what are you selling? She says, I'm not selling anything. We're both 
in our truth at the exact same time. But I didn't stay there and give her this you know, 37 minute conversation about you're not listening or interpretation, but I give it to you. But that example came to my mind when I was thinking about this. Because this is a, it's a prime example of people just seeing things differently because we're interpreting the exact same situation two different ways. And if neither person in the conversation understands this, then that's when you get conflict. So let's recap today's class, which is they are listening. Your communication just sucks. Point number one, you're not listening, quote unquote, is a cheap cop out for a poorly articulated point that is not being accepted. It is a straw man defense tool. Sometimes you just won't convince another person or they have just decided that they are not going to go along with you. And if you truly feel that someone's not listening to you, then you should utilize a different approach. Do not keep trying the same thing that is clearly not working and then blame the other person. Point number two, understand language. I never tell a person that they're not listening to me. And one of the reasons why is not because they are not listening or that I'm not listening. It's often that two people are just interpreting the same words in completely different ways. We're speaking two different languages in the same conversation. And if neither person notices that, then you get conflict. Number three, when you feel somebody's not listening, identify the crux of the disagreement and find your way around that crux. The problem for many conversations that end with you're not listening is that neither person in the conversation is either capable or in the moment is willing to do this. And this is why you get the you're not listening cop out that ends up making the whole conversation a waste of time for both sides because neither person achieved anything. Remember that communication is not just speaking. It is also not just listening. It's also interpretation, figuring out what does this person mean when they say this, whereas when you hear that thing, it means something completely different to you. And this is why even here on this show, oftentimes when I'm talking about certain words, I give you the definition or I tell you how I'm defining a certain word or a certain phrase before I start talking about it so that you understand where I'm coming from so that I can eliminate at least some of the conflict that comes with somebody saying, well, you said this, but it doesn't mean that. It means this. Well, I told you what it meant to me in the context of this conversation so you understand that. And a good example, again, is this woman who was doing charity work. And I asked her, what are you selling? And she said, I'm not selling anything, but asking for a charitable donation is a sales process. She probably didn't see it as a sales process. So this is why we had we were having two different conversations in our own heads at the same time. And that's where the conflict came from. Send me a text message. You want to get my daily motivation text comes out every day straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game. University is wide open right now. Group coaching, one-on-one coaching, all the courses you can get access to. You got options there. Go to work on your game university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.